Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How about this one? And this is a minor league deal, but it's to me, it's a free agent deal. He was a minor league free agent and the New York Mets came to terms with, I mean, you could argue. I'll tell you right now, you could argue this is the best free agent signing in the history of the Mets. Minor league deal, R.A. Dickey. R.A. Dickey gets signed to a minor league deal and in 2010 makes 26 starts, 11-9, and 2-8-4 ERA. Whoa, something's going on here. 2011 makes 32 starts, those 208 innings, 8-13, and 3-2-8 ERA. Wow, R.A. Dickey's established himself as a pretty good starter in this league. And then in his final year with the Mets, year three, he makes 33 starts. He throws 233 innings. He goes 20 and six with a 2.73 ERA and wins the National League Cy Young. Uh, R.A. Dickey's trying to negotiate. It's weird. So Dickey signs as a minor league deal, but then he can't just get to free agency because you still own his arbitration rights. So the Mets and Dickey, Dickey wants a new contract. He's like, hey, let's work out an extension. And the Mets are like, yeah, let's trade your ass to Toronto. <laughs> and obviously, they got a lot back. They got Travis Darno. They got Noah Syndergaard. And so Dickey spends three years with the Mets, signs as a minor league deal, and has three awesome years as a starting pitcher. Bro, that's as good as it gets. Dude, Cy Young? I mean, none of these other guys won. I mean, maybe they made some all-star games, but they didn't win MVPs. No, we don't have an MVP. Cy Young? Let's go. This one is also, I think, um, pound for pound, a really solid signing. Curtis Granderson. The Mets signed Curtis Granderson before the 2014 season to a four-year contract. He goes out in 2014, does not have a good year. First year with the Mets. What else is new? 155 games, 20 home runs, 66 RBIs, just a 715 OPS. But in 2015, and this is where I think we look at him as the guy, he's the leadoff hitter in 2015. Wait, was he the leadoff hitter in 2015? I'm, uh, now I'm trying to... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I got my memory straight. Yeah. Leadoff hitter in 2015. Because he was I hitting crazy home runs, right? Yeah, yeah. What? Well, yeah. he had 26 home runs, had an 821 OPS, was getting on base at a great clip. Uh, Curtis Granderson plays 157 games. Mets obviously go all the way to the World Series. 2016, he starts to play center field again. Makes an incredible play in that wild card game helping Noah Syndergaard get through, I think it was the sixth or seventh inning, I'm trying to remember, hits 30 home runs, but only drives in 59 runs, which was very strange. 779 OPS, 2017, plays very well, 815 OPS. They trade him at the trade deadline to the LA Dodgers. Three and a half, solid years, great attitude. Met fans loved him, big part of the 15 team. I think that goes down in history as a good signing. Oh, no question. And again, like you, the one thing that I will always say is, like, for example, um, you, we talked about some free agents that we brought in that didn't fit the team because the team was just bad. Like, you could bring in a great closer if you don't have a bit good team. If you can't get to the closer, it's not going to help. 
Curtis Granson was a guy that at the time they needed that type of player, and he helped them get to the playoffs twice. It was yes. an important role. No doubt about it. Very good free agent signing. One of the rare guys who I think is liked by both Met fans and Yankee fans. There's not a lot of guys who kind of fit that mold, and Curtis Granderson are certainly one of them. The Grandy Man. And finally, Met fans would love this signing because this guy went out there. He signed a three-year contract. Yes, three-year contract. And I remember during this offseason, the debate was Bartolo Colon or Philip Hughes, the former Yankee Phil Hughes. The Mets decided to go with the 41-year-old Bartolo Colon, and he went out there and in three seasons made every start and then became a cold hero when he hit, as Gary Cohn called it, the greatest home run in the history of baseball. But think about this with Bartolo. He got better every single season. In 2014, 31 starts, 15 wins, a 409 ERA, 200 innings. 2015, 31 starts, 14 wins, 416 ERA, 194 innings. And then his best year comes in his last year at freaking 43 years old. 15 and 8, 343 ERA, 191 innings. If the Mets win the wild card game against the Giants, big Bart is making postseason starts. How about that return on a three-year contract? Not bad, eh? It's crazy because you. so far we found the gems to be older guys on the tail end of their career that just kind of rebounded. That's kind of gross. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy that I'm starting to think that Rick Reed, R.A. Dickey, and Bartolo Colon – have to be on the Mount Rushmore free agent signings. One guy's a replacement player who's a journeyland minor leaguer. The other one is this old knuckleballer who nobody wants. And the last guy is a 41-year-old fat ass. And those three guys, you may have to say, are on the Mount Rushmore of free agent signings. You know what? I'm putting Bobby Bowden on now, too. Screw it. Those are the four. <laughs> There's that's our list. So to me, it's it, Beltron's easy. Beltron's a lot. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. You know, no matter what you think about him, Carlos Beltron is the greatest free agent signing in the history of the Mets. You know, I think that Cologne and Dickey, for a short period of time, they were very solid. Especially Dickey. I mean, Dickey went out one a Cy Young. I get it. But when you talk about the overall impact on a franchise, uh, uh, Carlos Beltron is the guy. Uh, and that's why, for anyone who says negative things about him, it's not close. He's the greatest free agent signing in the history of the Mets. It's tough with these other guys because even though they're free, specifically Rick Reed and R.A. Dickey, even though they are free agents, letter of the law, they're free agent signings, it's so different when you're talking about a guy that nobody wanted. Now, it's different than buying kind of like that big ticket item. So they count, don't get me wrong, I think Dickey has to be there because Rick Reed had two good years and, you know, kind of fell off a little bit. Dickey never fell off with the Mets and the Mets got out at the right time. So not only was Beltron a great free agent signing and Dickey was a free agent signing, they then were able to turn them in at the end into key pieces of the next era of Met baseball. Now, say what you want about Noah Syndergaard and Travis Darno. Now, those guys contributed in a big way in 2015 and beyond. Zach Wheeler, not necessarily 2015, but contributed 
in a pretty big way until the Wilpons got cheap and they didn't resign him. So oddly, I not only think about the performance that Carlos Beltran and R.A. Dickey had, but I think about the return the Mets got on the investment when they were able to trade them off. So Dickey and Beltran, to me, are easy. And then I kind of fight. You know, Ventura, it's only one good year. I'm never putting Glavin there. I'm not putting Bonilla there. I'm not putting Murray there. I think I do have to put Rick Reed. Okay. So I'm at Beltron, Dickey, and Reed. I can't go all the way with Cologne. I, I know that you guys want to do it. I can't do it. So my fourth guy on the Mount Rushmore of Met free agent signings would actually be Curtis Granderson. I think I'm going to have to give it to Curtis because leadoff hitter on a team that went to the World Series. That's That ain't bad. That's pretty good. So my Mount Rushmore of Met free agent signings would be Carlos Beltran, Curtis Granderson, R.A. Dickey, and Rick Reed. Hoff, what say you? So I want to say Rick Reed just because the story, and I remember the, the turmoil he went through. Like sometimes there's some players that don't deserve to get crapped on, but he definitely did because he was a replacement player, and a lot of people didn't like that about him. So I think he got a bad, not a bad reputation, but I think he just was outcasted throughout the league for quite some time, if I'm correct. I want to give it to him, but I can't. I think you're right. Carlos Beltran is a no-brainer. All right, Dickey's a Cy Young. I mean, we've had a few of those, which is great for our, our franchise, but as a free agent signing at that age, you got to give it to R.A. Dickey. Um, I'm going to agree. Curtis Granderson, definitely up there because I just the, he's somebody that at the time, it's like when you want a player and they go out and bring him in and then he performs at a high level. I know he didn't do it. He wasn't perfect, especially the one year where he went. You said he hit 30-something home runs, 59 RBIs. It wasn't perfect. But still, like he performed well enough that got us to the playoffs, helped us out, made key plays. That's why I'm putting Robin Ventura on my Mount Rushmore as well because I'm never going to forget about that ground rule double home run. Like it just yeah. – or the, the the home run ground rule double. Like it's – to me, that's a moment that's going to live on with the Mets. And he gave us a lot of moments and he gave us a lot of grand slams and that just year was special. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's tough to keep Robin Ventura off because even though it's a four-year contract and he really only had one awesome year, that year was truly awesome. Uh, you're right. The Grand Slam single, the the two Grand Slams and a doubleheader, the clutch hit on that Saturday night against the Pirates, the great defense that really led to the greatest defensive infield of all time. Yeah, you're right. So who should I take off? God damn it. See, Hoff's good sometimes. Sometimes he convinces me. Sometimes I convince him. He convinced me. I'm not taking Beltran off. I'm not taking Granderson off. I can't. I said, yeah, I guess I'm taking Rick Reed off. You know what? Screw it. I'm sticking with what I said. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> you just missed it. You like my, uh, I got presidents not on Mount Rushmore that I like. All right, that's all you are, Robin. You're close, but just not, not enough. Yeah, that's, he's a good one. Now, there's no question. He's a good one. It goes back to the old argument. How much do you need success? Not short of a championship because none of these guys won. 
for the for the signing to be successful. You know, like how many years does that guy need to perform at a high level for you to say, okay, it was worth it. That was good. Because in Ventura's case, it was a four-year contract. They traded him before the fourth year, and he wasn't nearly as good in two of the years. So really, it was one awesome, awesome season. Right, and, and here's the thing. is like I look through this list of guys, you know, I'm never going to sit there and say that all these guys were special uh, throughout baseball. We talk about retiring numbers, Hall of Famers, some of them okay. But, like, the one person that I think has to be up there for Mets retirement as far as number-wise go, I think that'd be Carlos Beltran. I think a lot of people, you know, look at the way things ended in 2006, looked at how the team didn't do that well, but the guy put up such good numbers as a, as a free agent like he put up amazing numbers for the Mets. He yeah, really he did. he has a very complicated legacy as we laid out. He's you can't argue how good he was, you can't argue how productive he was, but for a myriad of reasons there's a mixed feeling towards him. Even though, you know, we spend a lot of time during these off seasons dreaming about free agent signings, talking about sign this guy, sign that guy. And, and let this list be your guide. It's tough for that guy to perform nearly at your level because our list was not littered with all these incredible stars who performed high. Now, a lot of that is the Mets haven't dipped their toes much in a free agency in their past, but it takes a lot for it to be successful. And Carlos ultimately was successful. It's just there are things in his legacy that some Met fans really can't get past. But the one thing we should all agree on as we went through all these different free agent signings, Love him or hate him, he is the greatest free agent signing in the history of the New York Mets. Hopefully, today's happy, positive podcast puts a smile on everybody's face. Thank you for listening to the happy edition of Rico Bronya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times.